following her, Broker yelled over his shoulder to Dooley. Could you take the tree out of the truck, strip the plastic sleeve, and lean it against the garage? Dooley nodded and headed for the truck. He was a steady ex-con who'd helped Broker out of a few jams back when Broker was in law enforcement. Broker gave him an efficiency apartment in exchange for yard work, maintenance, and general watchdog duties. He was a good man to have around, except for his tendency to talk up born-again Christianity to Kit. Dad! Galvanized by Kit's shrill yell, Broker sprinted over to the door. What? Kit stood in the open door, glowering, clamping her nostrils together with a thumb and index finger. She pointed with her other hand into the all-season porch. Broker went in and immediately saw and smelled a thick strata of cigarette smoke hanging in the air. Broker had been off tobacco for three months. Nina had agreed never to indulge her cigarettes inside the house, a rule she hadn't violated since they took up residence in late August, when she cleared the base hospital at Fort Bragg. He followed the smoke to where it was thickest, through the open door into the kitchen. Major Nina Price, U.S. Army, nominally retired, and on extended sick leave from government service, sat at the table, still in the sweatsuit and New Balance shoes from her morning run. She leaned forward, elbow braced like someone arm-wrestling an invisible opponent. An inch of ash dangled from the end of the American spirit jammed in the corner of her mouth. A breakfast bowl on the table held four or five butts mashed into the total cereal and milk. Another cigarette butt floated in a coffee cup. And then he saw it in her right hand. Broker reacted instantly. He gently shoved Kit back into the porch, closed the door in one swift movement, and lunged into the room. Nina, staring straight ahead, seemingly unaware of his presence, was raising and lowering her right arm, in the manner prescribed to strengthen the damaged muscles. But instead of the two-pound weight she always used, this afternoon she was raising and lowering her forty-five caliber Colt semi-automatic, in which he saw no vacant cavity in the hand grip. Jesus, the pistol had a magazine in it. Immediately, Broker snatched the weapon from her hand and dropped out the magazine, which smacked down in the polished maple tabletop like an exclamation point. For a fraction of a second, he stared at the top stumpy bullet spring-loaded in the magazine like a fat, round tombstone. Then he racked the slide. No round in the chamber. Locked, not loaded. He exhaled audibly, only then realizing he'd been holding his breath. For the weight, she said in a thick, labored voice. Broker reached for the breakaway hideout holster on the table and was about to slide the pistol into it when he saw the unfolded note tucked inside. Went out for coffee with Janie, be back soon. A sensual, open-mouthed lipstick blot marked the note by way of signature. Broker took a step back and placed the pistol on the counter next to the stove. Deep breath in. Shaky coming out. She drilled him with a look that spiraled with palpable self-loathing and hair-trigger rage. With difficulty, he held her fierce gaze as he mentally tracked back five months to that North Dakota morning. She'd left the note for Broker on the table in their room at the Langdon Motor Inn next to her holstered pistol. She decided not to take the gun when she went out with her partner, Janie Singer, for coffee. Then they'd taken a detour to the Missile Park Bar, Northern Route, 
their undercover mission to Langdon, North Dakota, had apparently been based on faulty intelligence. They had selected the wrong smuggler. Nina felt an obligation to say goodbye to her target in the misguided sting, Ace Schuster. Broker gauged the turmoil in her eyes, glanced at the note on the table, and instinctively understood the source of her despair. She'd torn her shoulder to shreds, fighting for her life. But that wasn't it. That was later. No. It was leaving her weapon behind that morning. She had become imprisoned in three seconds of her life. Because Nina was not your ordinary ex-army Stillwater housewife getting ready to trim the tree. She was a D-girl, attached to the Army's elite Delta force. She was also one of the few women to qualify for the Army Marksmanship Unit. Under extreme real-world pressure, she had reliably demonstrated the ability to get off an accurate shot with a handgun in under three seconds of...